This is Roberta Foster, and welcome to today's edition of the Author's Corner, brought to you by KNEO 91.7 FM, The Word. Today, I welcome Marianne Howard to Author's Corner. She's written the book, Rest, Overcoming Spiritual Fatigue, which is published by Randall House, and she'll tell you more about how to find the book at the end of the program. Just a little bit about Marianne. She has, over the past 20 years, helped teach, equip, mentor, and invest in transgenerational discipleship. Her experience as a minister's wife allows her to see the toll spiritual fatigue takes on leaders and lay workers. Marianne is co-host of the D6 podcast and regularly contributes to the D6 family blog and is passionate about teaching the Bible. And so, Marianne, thank you so much for being with us today. Thank you so much for having me. Some people want to be assured that the person that is expressing their knowledge and education has some right to do so. (laughs) So (laughs) why don't you tell us about your experience and how you came to recognize even in yourself uh, your need for soul care and spiritual rest? So to define spiritual fatigue, because that's always a question I I get asked, is the condition of the heart where a person feels spiritually dry and emotionally empty. And to say that's marked my life uh, would be so true and accurate. And I'm in ministry. My husband is a, a executive pastor at a church, and we are busy doing great things for God. But what I realized as I was even writing this book is oftentimes, I get very focused on taking care of everybody else's soul and that at the expense of my own. And early on in the book, I, I share a scripture out of Song of Solomon 1 verse 7, that's, or 1 verse 6 and 7, that says, They made me keeper of the vineyard, but my own vineyard I have not kept. And, oh, that scripture just kind of stops me right in my tracks. And it's so true. Mm-hmm. Is I'm so busy taking care of everybody else's quote-unquote spiritual yard it's green and lush and growing and watered and all those things. But then when I pause and I look at my own yard, my own soul and its connection to God, I'm realizing, oh my goodness, Mm. there's weeds there, there's overgrowth, there's dryness. And so much of what you're going to read in these pages is my own struggle and wrestle and resistance to rest. And let me just say that I hope that when the readers read this book, they realize that I think we reach for the wrong things to rest. And when you say the wrong thing, describe some of the things we reach for that really don't provide us the rest we need. Absolutely. So the first half of the book, first probably four chapters, I'm talking about different things like distraction and what are those. And just so you know, you know, distractions are not a one-size-fits-all enticement. It varies per person. Mm -hmm. Scripture says in James that you know, we are lured and, and enticed by our own desires. Mm-hmm. And so what might lead your heart away from the living God may be different than what leads my heart away mm-hmm. from the living God. And so I try to identify distractions, spiritual neglect, when we grow apathetic or complacent in our walk with God, where we're, we're not pressing in and aggressively pursuing Jesus, and we get kind of apathetic and lazy in our walk with Christ, and we're not fighting to feast with Him anymore, and we're settling Mm. for those quote-unquote spiritual happy meals. Um, And then also I identify some areas of like our pace and the pace of our life, and when we've booked our schedule up so full Mm -hmm. of all these appointments and yeses, it starts to rob us of our intimate connection with Jesus. 
Um, and then there's another chapter in there called Adapting to Empty. And so often in my life, really and, and truly, I drive around on empty and see how far I can push my car um, without fuel. And I do the same thing spiritually is I'll see how far I can push myself without going to the source of rest, who is mm. Jesus. He declares in his word in Matthew 11, come to me, mm-hmm. all you who are weary, and I will give you rest. He's the giver of rest. You know, when we binge on Netflix or when we binge our favorite TV show or when we scroll all day long on our phones, I mean, I think that oftentimes we think that that's giving us rest, but it's really robbing us Mm. of rest and peace. You um, talk about it in your book, uh, I think right in the introduction, um, you know, many times when people ask us how we are, the response is busy or something Mm -hmm. along that line. Do we as... uh, human beings sometimes seem to idolize the fact that we are busy? Hmm. I think our value and worth get attached to being in demand. So I think we get addicted to the need to be needed rather than the need for God to move. I think many times in our culture, we we are valuing efficiency, speed, productivity, achievement, self-sufficiency, convenience, and all of those things Hmm. can get in the way of staying close to God. And so I think we've got to be really careful that we're not being driven and fulfilled and idolizing busyness and being in demand because it's a dangerous place. It's a very arrogant place to slip into because, you know, um, you know, we've got we've got to be careful not to be so consumed with strategy, skill and charisma that we stopped emphasizing our soul's connection with Jesus. Well, and you used the word empty tank once, and uh, from your literature, it indicates that your son actually pointed out something about a, the spiritual connection to an empty tank. So why don't you give us that story? Yeah, so basically, I'm driving with my kids to an appointment, and my newly driving 16-year-old son looks over and says, Mom, how long have you been driving on empty? Uh-huh. And I just, and I kind of walk through just the journey of, Dry. And here's the crazy thing about that. I live in DFW, Dallas-Fort Worth, and there's a gas station on every every corner. And so there, it's ridiculous <laughs> that I'm not stopping and refueling. And the same is true spiritually for mm-hmm. us is oftentimes we push and go and push and go and say yes to everything. We fill our schedules up with all of these things and all of these appointments and all of this, that, and the other. And Jesus just continues to call us and welcome us to the table to receive rest from Him. And I think he, he wants us to work from a place of rest instead of running to it, if that makes sense. I kind of talk about that in Chapter 5 of getting a good theology of work and rest and mm-hmm. how God set it up to begin with in the beginning pages of Genesis. It, he wants us to pace ourselves, and He wants us to work from a place of rest. Oftentimes, we push it in... We, we get empty and fatigued and we're dragging and we get, we get at our wit's end and then we're like, oh, I need rest. And we're mm-hmm. running to it, which he wants us to run to it. He's saying, you know, when you're at the end of your rope, if you're, you know, come to me, all you who are weary mm-hmm. and I will give you rest. So he wants you at the end of your rope because it helps us realize we are need for him. Mm-hmm. But I think he wants us to understand that he wants us to live a life, an act of worship out of a place of rest. He wants us to rest in him. You know, something just to be clear about is Jesus didn't say, come to me, all you who are crushing it and living your best life. Mm -hmm. Nor did he ever say, strive tirelessly. He declared it is finished. 
And so he wants us to rest in his finished work. He Mm -hmm. wants to do the work. Mm -hmm. And so he wants us to surrender, which I get into the spiritual disciplines that lead to surrender. He wants us to surrender. Rest is surrender. It's a submission. And um, he wants us. He wants us to surrender and submit to him, so that he can work in us and for us. Mm-hmm. So much more to talk about with Marion Howard regarding her book "Rest: Overcoming Spiritual Fatigue." Letting you know that it's published by Randall House, and you're listening to Authors Corner. And just as an update, if you miss any part of this interview or would like to hear it again, we now have it available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. So um, this would be certainly an interview that would probably be good to listen to again and again and. And we invite you to do that. So um, one of the, as you're talking about this empty tank and um, mm-hmm. you use the word or not only dangerous to do so, obviously, if you were driving your car in DFW traffic and you, you suddenly <laughs> died, that could be very dangerous. Um, but you mm-hmm. actually talk about our spiritual, when our spiritual tank is empty, how arrogant that is. And I would mm-hmm. be interested in knowing more about that. Absolutely. So just Proverbs 21, verse 5 says, and it always puts me in my place. Careful planning puts you ahead in the long run. Hurry and scurry puts you further behind. Mm. I think we believe this lie that let me just cram as much as possible into into one day. And here, here's the other part of this that we've got to make sure that we hone in on is Jesus declares in his word in John 15, apart from me, you can do nothing. Mm. And we've really got to take him at that. Do we really believe that? Are mm. we trying to strong arm him and say, well, I'm going to do all this and I'll let you do all this when I'm desperate for you. He's saying, apart from me, you can do absolutely nothing. Nothing. And nothing means nothing. Mm -hmm. And so we've got to take him at his word. And we've got to, I think, step one of all of this is we've got to confess our need for him. Psalm 73 does it the best. It says, my heart and my flesh may fail, but God is the strength of my heart and my portion forever. Mm -hmm. To the left of the but God is my strength and my heart are failing me. (laughs) that's spiritual fatigue and burnout and arrogance and pride and all of those things. But we have to confess our need for him and and declare my heart and my flesh, they're going to fail me. But God, he's the strength of my heart and my portion forever. Mm. So I think step one in dismantling distraction and arrogance and pride in an empty tank is we've got to declare our need for God. Mm -hmm. And, you used the word desperate earlier in your uh, comment that I know that when we become desperate for God, he's right there and ready and willing mm-hmm. to respond to our need. And obviously, when a person is uh, into that state of burnout, they uh, do they even recognize the desperation mm-hmm. in their life? Or are they just still so weary that they don't even turn to the one who can help them through it? Mm, Great question. That's one of the things I kind of try to identify is a lot of times we can operate burnout and not even realize it. And so I try to identify and evaluate through each chapter. I have questions at the end of each chapter just as an evaluative measure of the heart Mm. so that you can do business with God to evaluate, you know, man, I think I'm actually at the the end of my rope. I'm burnout or I'm battling the spiritual fatigue that I'm talking about as I'm defining it. Some of the things that I try to identify in that is, you know, the burden of busyness. Are, are you avoiding spiritual things because you're 
so busy. Mm. Um, and just so you know, just as Christ followers, we can't love well if we're always in a hurry and distracted and divided. Mm-hmm. We can't love people well when, when we're not present. And that's the gift that we give people. As Christ followers, we're filled with His presence. And so when we can be present with someone, that is an extension of the gospel. But when we're distracted and divided, they're not getting Christ. <laughs> they're really getting us. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, our flesh. And right. so I hit him on the burden of busyness, the seduction of self-sufficiency, which is what we kind of already talked about, about pride and just how we try to st- strong arm and decide that we're going to do it ourselves. Uh, the prison of people pleasing, which is so exhausting. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's this never ending hamster wheel yes. is the way I like to frame mm-hmm. it. Um, and it's a prison. You can't make everybody happy, but if you're constantly spinning and pleasing people, it, it is going to drive you to literal burnout. I mean, literally, I mean, burned edges yes. of the rope. <laughs> and then finally, the impact of identity. What ends up happening is all of this starts to shape who we are and how we start to see ourselves. And it, when we're living out of a place of emptiness and burnout and spiritual fatigue, the voice of the thief is a lot louder than the voice of the shepherd, mm. which is why I spend... The back half of the book, which I call the restorative chapters, chapters six, seven, and eight, those are the restorative chapters of the book, just trying to piece you back together and walk you through a roadmap through burnout, but it's not like you're just going to wake up one day and it's going to go away. It's it's a map right. through it. You've got a journey with your shepherd through it, to the quiet waters, to the restorative places, so that you can begin to live out of a place of rest and renewal um, given to you by your shepherd. Mm. You provide the analysis and the um, solutions in this wonderful book called Rest, <laughs> Overcoming Spiritual Fatigue. It's written by Marianne Howard. And so, Marianne, how can people find out more about this book and the rest of your ministries? Yeah, so I actually have a website. It's www.marianne-howard.com, where I have some blogs there. And then um, just you get to know a little bit more about my family and uh, my story and how God has fulfilled His plans and purposes for my life on Amazon. Just look up Rest, Overcoming Spiritual Fatigue, and it's right there. Or you can actually get it on the RandallHouse.com uh, store there. Lots of different places. Yeah, I'm on social media at M underscore Howard is my Instagram. And yeah, I'm just learning to rest. Learning to rest well and honor these pages as best as I possibly can. Wonderful. <laughs> well, we sure appreciate the time of Marion Howard today reminding you the book is published by Randall House. It's called Rest, period, Overcoming Spiritual Fatigue. And Marianne, thank you so much for being with us and um, encouraging us to find that uh, place of rest in Christ. Thank you so much for having me. To our listeners, we appreciate you tuning in. This is Roberta Foster on The Author's Corner. Join us again next time.